Welcome to Picks with the Professor, the show where an actual statistics professor and his friends give you sports betting tips. I'm your host, Professor Sides, and this college basketball episode covers select games scheduled to be played on Friday, December 9th, 2022. Get you in here, check out the webpage on the banner. It's www.pickswiththeprofessor.com slash new for a primer, what we're about here, some show goals and community rules. As always, remember, there are no locks in gambling. So what Sideline provides are loves, likes, and leans. It is A, B, and C grades. Indicate its confidence level with respect to scaling wagers. We're only covering a subset of today's games in this episode. For the, for the full slate of picks, check out the Google Sheet link in the show description or on the website homepage. But as always, take what you like and leave the rest. If you have questions about these or other games, the best place to get those answers is on our Discord chat, which should be accessed through Patreon. The link is below on the ticker. Lastly, please understand that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as we'd like to say will be profitable each and every day, that is an impossible reality for any gambler. Uh, Jake, it's Thursday, uh, late afternoon. We're recording a little bit earlier than usual. Haven't seen a single bit of basketball action today. First off, that's a, tra- that's a travesty right there that we don't have, should have a day basketball game like every day. I don't know why we don't, especially with college. Like who, who doesn't want to skip class and go see a random college basketball game, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it would be amazing. And it's, and, you know, we're getting close to finals time. That's why we have these light slates. So, you know, yeah. one in the middle of the day for the kids that are in the library board. Yeah, I mean, you st- look, you, you, st- you can only study for so long, right? Mm-hmm. You need something to distract you. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm a firm believer that in baseball, the same thing, that we should have like a one o'clock baseball game and a four o'clock baseball game every single day. And then do the rest of the night. That's fine. What, same thing with college basketball. You should have like a one o'clock game, and like a 3.30 game, something like that, you know, every day. Um, the other thing, I, th- I think we're like basically 500 like every day this week. Who knows how thursday but we haven't seen that yet so whether it's the one that the show that you've already watched <laughs> that the games are about to happen either that needs to get us going or this does i, I feel like we're like just kind of tread water this week waiting to like jump out and and really get get, get hot maybe to finish the week you know like it just takes one it just takes one day for it to get just start that streak you know and then then we can get it going we just can't get that first day going yeah yeah i mean like hovering around even you know it's not bad it's just like we, you know and, and i feel like yesterday you know i think four four and one yesterday and with a push and so it's like man you know that swings you go five and four you're like all right that's you know five if we do nine games you go five and four it's a good day you know we do four games you go four and three right so, or seven games you go four and three you know but you know that the push you know put it right you know right at 500 so uh, maybe 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 we've already done better on Thursday, who knows? Again, we'll find out later. Not or maybe it'll be somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Or it'll be this one. But before we get to these games, reminders, please hit that like button if you're on YouTube. Also, if you aren't yet, please consider subscribing or following. It's free. And if you turn on notifications, you miss any of the college basketball, MLB, or college football content that this channel provides. I've already mentioned the Patreon, but check it out if you haven't yet. Lots of great benefits to be found there above and beyond. We do here. Membership starts at just $3 per month. www.patreon.com slash picks with the professor. I tweeted this out. Um, Let's see, on when I'm going to get my days off in future. On Wednesday night, we found out the Cal's leading score was out. I put that out to the Discord. I said, hey, grab Eastern Washington, like plus 125. I said the under was a good play, too. Both of those hit. These are the types of things you get on the Discord. It's five bucks a month to be at the tier that jumps on the Discord. Lots of fun over there and lots of good lots of good information. Uh, Cousin Jared's always dropping some totals there that he likes. Uh, lots of good stuff over there. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth it. Like I said, it's worth its weight in gold. Yeah, uh, but even if you're not there, we're still thrilled to have you here. Uh, we'll get right to it here. All lines courtesy of Bet Online. Sign up link in the show description. And current as of the time of this recording on late Thursday afternoon. Uh, again, not a deep slate today. I believe only ten games for Friday. Uh, but of those ten games, there's two A grade plays. One of them we're holding back. That's exclusive for now for our patrons to get that pick. Uh, otherwise, it'll be in the in the Google Sheet. 
uh, in the morning later in the day. So who knows what the number will be? Maybe it'll be better. Maybe it'll be worse. Who knows? But the one that we're going to talk about here, we're going to give out for you 5 p.m. Central on Friday. Sony Brook at Bryant. Bryant is an 11 and a half point favorite. Total in this one's 152. So we're expecting a lot of points. Bryant plays ridiculously fast um the concern with bryant is one of their players who plays a handful of minutes was hospitalized for what we think was food poisoning a couple of the players and, and coaches were struck with it as well it kind of affected how they played against cincinnati they canceled their two-lane game we think by now other than the one guy who would be hospitalized we think everybody seems to be fine you know they're a pretty deep team anyway stony brook is not very good. And so we're thinking that Brian can get back to their pretty, you know, quasi impressive voice for being, you know, such a small school that the showing against Cincinnati was again, more of a reflection of how everybody was feeling more than their actual talent level. Uh, so our A plus play of the day here, uh, Jake, you and I both like this. We're collaborating on this one. We're going to put this both in our record. So it's going to count for both of us here because this is our combined best A-plus play of the day. Bryant minus 11 and a half. Jake, why do you like it so much? First off, Stony Brook is a bad team. That's just They're just bad. They've lost every game to D1 competition, and most of those were double digits. Um, in fact, all the ones on the road have been by double digits. Mm-hmm. So, And we're, they're playing at Bryant, which I'm not exactly sure where Bryant's located, but I think it's New Yorkish area. Uh, but either way, that's just not going to go well for them. Uh, outside their last two games and i mean one of those was obviously the food poisoning with cincinnati but they've been playing pretty well and the brown i think brown is a little under respected uh team so i don't think we could read too much into that but they've got a really fast offense and they don't they don't really make too many mistakes with it which is impressive when you're playing at the rate they are i mean charles pride is leading the way he's having a great year uh, they've got three other guys averaging double dig digits and uh doug edder from eater edder uh from st peter's last year he's not quite playing how he finished the year last year but he's starting to heat up a little bit and they've taken advantage of some of these uh little teams like he put up 23 against detroit mercy uh i just don't see stony brook really getting in their way whatsoever uh they hit their free throws at a high clip which is a very good for when you <laughs> when you really really need them to pull away uh i think they'll take advantage of every mistake Stony Brook makes and Stony Brook will give them plenty of opportunities. Uh, they just don't have the talent to really play this kind of rate that they're going to have to. Cause once I think once Brian gets going, they're, they're going to play it at an unreal pace and Stony Brook won't be able to keep up. I think we're going to get a little bit of a extra cushion here with, I think people are going to be a little scared of the illness stuff. Like we just talked about and back off a little bit. So I think that number is a little lower than what it should be. So I think we should take advantage of it. Yeah, I would agree that Stony, Stony Brook's on Long Island. It's actually quite a haul from there to Bryant, which is located in in Rhode Island. Uh, oh. I feel like as, as a as a Texan myself, I feel like you look at a member like, oh, those are really close to each other. But it's actually quite a kind of a long distance there from one of the other. <laughs> so it's not the you know easiest travel situation there for Stony Brook uh, by by car. You're looking over three hours. Um, I do agree with you there. I absolutely I think that's why this is a great play here, laying the eleven half with Bryant. You look at their last two games uh, that we had. We were and we were on them both the last two times, and and, and they were both. They, they both missed, you know, not even close at all, really. But the Brown game 
to me was just a case of that first half, just everything went right for Brown, everything went wrong for Bryant and that Cincinnati game, which can be explained by the illness situation. And I think people are going to look at those two games, people look at the illness situation. And I just think we're getting a little bit extra value in here and that this is maybe less about Bryant and more about, like you said, Stony Brook. A little bit of an angle, kind of like I mentioned here uh, uh, earlier this week with Washington State beating whichever directional Kentucky school that they hammered, where I said that was a great B-grade play was they just don't, I mean, they haven't traveled very much. It's tough to travel and the same sort of thing. So this kind of this angle of feigning Stony Brook on the road. We're getting a little bit of extra cushion because of those games, but that doesn't mean that Bryant still doesn't run away with this one because the competition gap is just so large here. Uh, so again, we're going to, we're both going to count this one to our record land, the 11 and a half with Bryant. Yeah. I mean, I know they lost one of their big guys with the guy in the hospital and, you know, all the thoughts and prayers with him that I think it's a quick recovery, but I mean, they're not a big team to begin with. They're tallest guys, six, eight, and they've got, a handful of guys that are around that six six to six eight range, so I don't think it's going to be as big of a loss as people might think. Yeah, and and we, I have I've not I've not been in there. I haven't talked to the didn't even have a beat reporter. I don't know. I haven't talked to the the kid in the journalism department who, who covers them. I don't know. I haven't talked to anybody there, so I don't know how they're practicing. I haven't talked to the coach, but what we will say is we kind of have a similar ish situation to this with all the COVID stuff that happened the last couple of years. When we looked at that data. Uh, teams that had less than about a 10-day layoff didn't really seem to struggle with much effects. It was that more than 10 days where you started seeing the effect, and then it was pretty linear after that. The longer after 10 days, the bigger effect you saw. This isn't that long of a layoff for them. Uh, it still falls in that short window. Now, there's a certain perfect storm where they're a little bit you know, hungover, and not literally hungover, but kind of that, that same sort of feeling that, that you would have if you're hungover from this. But there's also a, the counter to that, which happened for some of the teams in the COVID situation when they had to miss a week was it actually just gives you a little bit of a breather. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and all of a sudden now you're fresh, they want to run and they're going to be running and ready to go. So it, it can kind of go either way. So yeah. it's always like we talk about, there's a lot of times when you try to analyze something, try to make a narrative out of it, you can convince yourself of one thing or the other. And I'm just here to say, we don't, unless you really know exactly how it's played out, ahead of time it's hard to say but in hindsight if Bryant wins this game by 30 we're going to look back and we're going to say their legs were fresh and if Bryant struggles we're going to say oh well they must their legs were tired but right now we don't know that right it's kind of it could be either one yeah and so it could it could just as much help us as it could hurt us um and you know again with the with how many guards they have anyway they should be able to just get up and down the court and like you said really just take it to Stony Brook yeah it should be a fun one to keep keep an eye on all righty, then of all the B-grade plays here, Jake, the one that's going to go on your record, the best B-side, 6 p.m. Central, Binghamton and Fordham. Fordham is a 12.5-point favorite. Sideline says it should be closer to 13. Uh, I think, to me, the biggest thing that jumped out on this game, and I'm guessing this is maybe kind of where your head was, is that Fordham has under has overperformed model expectations. Binghamton has underperformed them. And that's reflected in the records against the spread in that Fordham is 7-2 and two against the number, whereas uh, Binghamton is two and six. So, I mean, you have just two teams going in different directions um, and a similar handicap, I'm guessing to the previous game, a little bit different with the pace, but Fordham, a decent team at home, Binghamton, a very bad team. Jake, why is of all the best of all the B sides? Why is this the best one? Like this Fordham team should be on your radar. Like I think they're going to make some noise in March and I'm not talking about the big tournament, I'm talking about more like NIT. Um, they're, they're not that far off. Most of the Atlantic 10, um, especially with the way Dayton's struggling. I mean, St. Louis mm -hmm. seems to run away with that right now, but uh, they're not that far off the rest of that conference. So I, I think they're one to keep an eye on here. They're on an eight-game winning streak, and they're really just taking care of business. Uh, they're, what, nine and one on the year, and their only loss is Arkansas at Bud Walton. I mean, you're not going to hold that against them. Uh, this B. Hampton team is just 
oh gosh, they're so bad. And they're going to be the worst team that Fordham has played all year. And by decent margin, they're so far on the year, uh, being at Fordham, Fordham is averaging like a 12 point margin of victory. And against, like I said, that's against a lot better of competition. So I think we've got plenty of room here for them to take over. Um, and it's mainly their above average defense that really gets the job done here. They do a great job of making you take extremely hard shots. They rank in the top 50 in opponent effective field goal percentage, and they rank 34th in block shots, which is really good. Uh, most of that goes to to Sambala, who's averaging two two and almost two and a half a game, uh, but which is very impressive. But you know, if you're taking constantly taking hard shots and you're not a great offensive team, it's going to be really really hard to score. Um, Ergo's taking over after Neptune and seems to be doing a pretty good job. Um, this is with his first year coaching. He's got uh, everything is kind of run through Queen, Queensbury, Queensbury, who's having the best year of his five year career. He's averaging 18, hitting 41 from three, and 88% of his free throws. They got Warren Rose behind him that helped with the scoring, but at this, he's alone is going to be enough to get it done. They've got plenty of depth here. Jacob Falco is the guy for Binghamton that just makes it does everything for him and it makes it so easy to game plan for him. You just take him out and the rest of the team is going to flounder because uh, he leads in points, assists, steals and rebounds and, or and block shots. And he's third in rebounds. So, I mean, he's, he's just everything to this team. So you just basically box in one and take him out of the game. And I, I don't think there's any way Fordham or any way Fordham doesn't cover tonight and being handled just does not have the talent. You talk about the A-10. I think it's a fascinating conference. Obviously, one that used to be a lot stronger in basketball and has gotten a lot weaker with all the all the movement and everything. Um, you've got, like you said, St. Louis, who's probably poised to win the conference. And you have a handful of teams that we thought would be better but are struggling. You know, Dayton, Richmond, uh, you know, VCU, maybe, maybe a little bit of St. Bonaventure, George Mason, right? But then you have all the teams that are um, performing better that we didn't expect as much of, you know, the Duquesnes and the uh, UMass and uh, of course, uh, like you mentioned, Fordham. So it's, it's an interesting conference of you got St. Louis and you got it like two through eight, two through 10, maybe even yeah. it's kind of like no idea what's going to happen there. It could yeah. get really wild. It should, it should be a lot of fun to keep up with that conference this year. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, the B side that I'm going to put on my record here, bonus B side for you that I like Air Force minus seven at home against Arkansas State. Uh, Air Force is a, a decent team, Arkansas State, less so. You've got the extra altitude traveling um, to play in Colorado, never the easiest thing to do. If you had the early projections, this would have been an A grade play if you were with us on Patreon, $15 a month. You get those projected spreads that the model comes out with, you know, usually before noon the day before. And so earlier this was Air Force minus six. That would have been an A grade play. I still think it's worthy of an investment at seven, but only at a B grade, just a little bit less heavy on how much you put on it. Cause obviously going from six to seven, you know, you, you push it, you know, you win or push versus loser and push, right? So matters. Uh, but I still think Air Force is the right side here. Sideline says it should be eight. Uh, the model is four and two backing Air Force, three and one fading Air Force. And so it seemed to have a pretty good handle on them. Um, you know, they're just kind of an average team, whereas Arkansas State isn't. Like I said, I think at home, Air Force is good enough to get it done. Uh, altitude just wear down Arkansas State and win by seven or more. Yeah, the, uh, the Air Force team, with the pace they play and the pace they force you to play at, if you're not prepared, it's going to be terrible because they they just solely suck you dry. And yeah. It's absolutely terrible for it and yeah. if you're not ready for it or 
able to push the pace on them. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the total of the day, I'm going to give you all a total here is kind of looking through and dissecting a few things and trying to find some edges here. And I've got one for you that I really like. 6 p.m. Central, Grambling State at Vanderbilt. Uh, first things first, Amal does have a B-grade play on Grambling State, grabbing 15 and a half. And it gets a little bit correlated with where the total's going. We're going to go under 138 and a half. As Sideline says that the total should be 131 and a half. That is a really large difference. The differences in this ballpark have performed pretty well over the course of the season. And looking at similar parameters from last year, um, you have two teams that you know grambling plays a little bit faster but unfortunately for them doesn't really have a good offense uh, vanderbilt you know plays you know better offense uh but also a better defense and again gonna play a little bit slow over pace here this won't be a boring game it won't be as boring as the air force game is right there's a reason that game has a total around 120 but uh this getting up towards 140 seems unlikely i think low 130s is more likely than upper 130 so we're gonna go under 138 here 130 and a half here for our total of the day. Yeah, I, I totally agree with this. I don't see a ton of points on either side from here. Yeah. All right. That'll take us to our must-see TV game of the day. There are not a lot of games, but uh, I, I do like where your head is with this one. I'm really interested in to see how it plays out, given that Gonzaga, we talked a lot about them. They, look, they've played, like, they've played a brutal schedule. I mean, I don't, I can't say that enough, right? They, it, it, they aren't as good as they were before, but it's really hard to say at this point, are they a top 10 team that's just played a brutal schedule or are we starting to see some flaws and really they're more around, you know, 15, 20, 25, 30. I mean, it's really hard to say because the schedule is either prepping them to just run right through the West coast conference and be really prepped for March, or it's just showing all their weaknesses and going to just break them down. And I don't really know which one it is. Yeah. So I, I think that's going to be an interesting game to watch. They're 17 and a half point favorites over Washington. Sideline says it should be only about 16 and the model has locked in a C grade play grabbing the 17 and a half with Washington. Jake, what's your advice for people on the must see TV game of the day? Yeah, look, I think it's well-documented, in my opinion, on what's going wrong with Gonzaga so far. Um, it's been a while since they've covered a game no matter what the number is, it's, I think Kentucky was the last one they covered about. God, it seems like forever ago. And that's not the greatest thing to brag about at the moment. Like, with the way Kentucky's playing, uh, they, they're just they're struggling to get consistent play out of their guards. Timmy is not a great defender, and that's been well seen. And he, he doesn't seem to have a desire to be a great defender. Like in that Kentucky game, they put Watson, who's a decent way shorter, on Shigwe, not not Timmy. Like, and that, that's telling you something from a coaching standpoint that they don't they don't want him battling on the defensive end when that kind of hurts them. When you've got a guy that doesn't really want to, not that he doesn't want to play, but it's designed for him not to play as much defense because uh, they want more production out of him on the offensive end. Uh, Washington, on the other hand. Besides a hit, a couple of head scratching losses, they've been a decent team this year. Um, they're really good defense. They're like that's just they do a great job of blocking shots where they rank fourth. They guard the three point arc where they rank thirteenth, and they force a decent amount of turnovers. I just like I don't think they're going to win the game. I'm not backing that much, but I, I think this is much closer to ten to twelve, maybe fifteen, because I, I don't know that Gonzaga's got their offense and turnovers figured out enough, even at home to run away from this Washington team because they're going to need to be up, what, 20, 22, 25, something like that, toward, like at some point in the second half for them to cover the 17-and-a-half 
Uh, so I just I don't see them doing that on this game. It's been a while since they've blown a team out, and Washington's not a scrub team. Yeah, absolutely. I, when I look at this one, I, Washington and Kent State aren't exactly the same team by any stretch of the imagination. But I think talent-wise, they're relatively similar. There's some different things. I mean, they're they're in the same ballpark. I think if you put Washington and Kent State on neutral court, I think it'd be an interesting game, right? Yeah. As, as I guess what I'm trying to say. And you know, you have the fact that Washington doesn't have to travel very far. And I'm not saying that they're going to have you know an influx of fans there. I, I'm not saying that. But it, it's it's a it's a much easier travel spot than Kent State at least had. And it definitely feels a lot like that game where Kent State had a chance to win it, just couldn't quite get it done, ended up losing by like eight or ten or something like yeah. that, falling down. The, and that's kind of what it feels like this Gonzaga. Like they should be able to get it to Timmy late in the second half and pull away, get some good offensive possessions there. Um, Washington, again, their offense just isn't that good. And I think they're going to struggle to score a ton of points here against the Zags. But yeah, the number like 17 and a half just seems like a lot. Just feels like you said, like a nice little ho-hum, eight point, 12 point, whatever victory for Gonzaga, where maybe it's a little bit more comfortable than Kent State, but not so much that it's just a, a you know, a slaughter is kind of the, what we think on average is probably going to happen in this one. Yeah. Like, like you mentioned before with the Duke Iowa game, there, there's definitely Gonzaga attacks on that end just because of that name. And I think that yeah. it's been put way too much here at 17 and a half. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little surprised that with how they've played that that isn't starting to come down a little bit more. I really expected just seeing these two teams. I figured it'd be a little bit more like 15, 16, yeah. 17 and a half. And, and, you know, the points that there are a little bit less valuable than they are in the single digits, but they still offer a lot of value because as we talk, I talk a lot with Cousin Jared about the football, right? We talk about conditional probability that even though the numbers are bigger, the fact that we know that Washington is really unlikely to win by 10 or 15 or something – all those probabilities have to go somewhere. Where do they go? They trickle out through the rest of the distribution, right? So yeah. even though at these high numbers, the, the points are still relatively valuable, just a little bit less, but still fairly valuable here. So the difference between 15, 16, 17 and a half, it's not nothing, right? It's getting yeah. some extra value there on, on where the number, for some reason, still seems a little bit higher than it should be. Yeah, yeah. It's one of those things that, that there's so many games, typically in so many teams, that I think the books have a hard time getting their grasp on everything. Yeah, absolutely. All right, and that'll take us to overtime. Got one last game to discuss. 6 p.m. Central, Dartmouth at Central Connecticut State. <laughs> loaded with good teams in this slate. <laughs> loaded with good teams on this Friday. Central Connecticut State is a whopping 0-9, but they're only getting two points at home. And here's the interesting sideline says that's about the right spread. It's the only game of the day that the model hasn't locked in a pick on because it's just about dead even. But what I do like in this game is the under. 133 and a half. Sunlight says it should be 128.7. I know that Dartmouth wants to play a little bit faster, but both these offenses are terrible. I just don't see a ton of points here. The biggest fear about this one going over to me is overtime. So it's almost like when Cousin Jared was on, we had, he had an overtime total and he just said, hey, we just got to hope it doesn't go to overtime. It's the same thing here. Just got to hope it doesn't go to overtime. Otherwise, this should be a relatively low scoring affair uh, just because I don't think the offenses are good enough to score a bunch of points. So under 133 and a half is my play for this one. Yeah, I think both these teams are going to struggle to get to 65. It's yeah, it's going to be a nightmare from an offensive standpoint. Yep, and so not, predicts, because defenses are good. <laughs> right, it's not that the defenses are good; it's just the offenses are so bad. Sideline predicts 65 and a half to 63 and a half, about so. And that's like you said, like that low 60 seems about right. As long as we avoid overtime, it should be a pretty tight, you know, like I said, you know, low 60s type game. Maybe somebody. It's kind of one of those first to 65 wins, right? You know, yeah. if somebody at 65 the other one probably isn't and that should still keep us under this 133 and a half 
And so that's the games that we're going to cover on this episode. Remember, for the rest of them, check out the Google Sheet linked in the show description. Or join us on Patreon. Again, one of the tiers there and above will get you all the picks the night before, right when I lock them before the line moves. Jake, any parting words for people's Friday basketball watching? No, no, this is the great time to before we get into the heat of the season to take your wife out or your kids out, do whatever, have fun on this Friday night where there's not much going on. You know, maybe go to like Dave and Buster's where you can keep an eye, an eye on the Washington Gonzaga game and then have your kids have fun playing games. I, I had that thought when I looked at the, the schedule. I was like, this is definitely a whole slate of you don't have to watch them to make the monies, right? It's one of those – Put some money down and then go, you know, you got to get that Netflix show and that mm-hmm. show on Hulu or whatever you're meaning to catch up on, you know, spend some time with the parents, with the kids, with the spouse, with the significant other, with the maybe, friends. Maybe Doesn't get matter. Christmas shopping done. I don't Christ- know. Yeah, what, whatever. It is. Like, surely there's something better to do on Friday night. Is, a lot of these games aren't going to be as exciting. Uh, it, it, well, maybe we'll get some good jokes in the Discord here uh, for those of us who will be – I'll be sitting at home alone on a Friday night. I'll, my wife will be out – Mrs. Professor will be out of town, so – uh, maybe I'll see what kind of jokes I can give to the, to the people on the Discord, see, see who else is just sitting on their couch watching crappy basketball on a Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's all I've got then for you today. Thanks for tuning into this episode of Picks with the Professor. Don't forget to subscribe so you can enjoy all the sports betting content we provide on this channel. Shop right into your feed. We'll be back again tomorrow with more sports betting content, a giant Saturday slate. So we'll have a lot more exciting games to talk about. But until then, as always, best of luck. And remember, you can get your betting money, but please don't bet you're eating money.